new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josine Anderson, host of The Crew. And today we've got episode 16, fresh off of a huge Monday night game between the Eagles and the Commanders. And you know, we are waiting for especially one of our co-hosts to give all of his responses since his team sorrily went down in defeat. We've got Clarence Hill on our episode today, Cowboys reporter from the Star-Telegram. And we also, as part of our VIP series for this episode, we also had on Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So without further ado, before we get to this, I always tell you where you can find our podcast. Make sure you download the Odyssey app on your phone or wherever you get your pods. Or if you like watching it on YouTube, type in the URL, thecrewnyc.com. That URL will take you straight to our YouTube page. And now it is time for Crew Call. Well, looky, looky, look who is here. We we should do an actual roll call, Morris, because Morris Chestnut, uh, loser of Monday Night Football, Morris slash loser of Monday Night Football Chestnut, is wow. here. Wow. Uh, yeah. how, how, how are you doing, Morris? We, we're glad that you're present. Listen, hold, hold on now. I Listen, <laughs> I'm going to show up regardless. If when we win, when we lose, ultimately there'll be one winner. Will it be mm. Clarence? Will it be me? Will it be Fred? We don't know. It may be none of us, but I'm going to show up. I'm not just going to dish it out. I got to take it too, right? Yes, you do have cool. to take it, and we will get to you. Clarence, do you have anything to say to Morris as the representative of the Cowboys in this NFC East partially panel today? Well, while the Miami Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins are breaking champagne, you know, they no are. One's, nobody's going to be undefeated. But we saw this coming. I mean, listen, the Eagles were undefeated. I said last week they were living on bar time. Uh, bar time came uh, early. Uh, bar time came early. But that's but that's what the league is. I mean, it, it, and again, my statement was not a slight on the Eagles. It's just that this league is wide open. This 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 season is wide open. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's anybody's uh, Super Bowl title to take. As we're seeing, the team I thought was the best, Buffalo, they've lost two straight games. Yeah, it, it, It's as wide open as I've seen it. And that's okay. really my, was my only point. Okay, well, hold on. Let's get to these headlines. So, Morris Chestnut, the Commanders yeah. win Monday yes. Night Football 32-21. Yeah. Yeah. Heineke went 17 for 29, 211 passing yards, zero touchdowns and interception. The rating is 62.4. Your Jalen Hurts, 17 for 26, 175, two touchdowns, one interception. McLaurin went off for eight receptions, 128. Eagles commit four turnovers when they had just three in the first eight games. Morris, yes. what happened to your Philadelphia Eagles, a game in which many people thought should have been a cakewalk? Well, well, listen, I, I bet there are no cakewalks in the NFL. It just don't happen like it doesn't happen like that normally. Um, I think, listen, the Washington came out. I think they played an excellent first half of football. Um, they kept they held the ball. They had the game. They, uh, they, they controlled the clock. Uh, they they ran the ball, even though they weren't, you know, they were getting some yards, but it wasn't massively successful. Um, and, you know, they converted a lot of third downs. They kept us off the field. And then the second half, we had very little margin for error. 
And um, and we fell victim to a few, you know, a few mistakes and we lost the game. Hey, my hat's off to Washington. They deserve it. To me, I don't think they're fluke wins in the NFL. They could be kind of like fluke losses, but I think in the end, all that stuff balances out. So congrats to Washington. My hat's off to them. They won a game. Well, we obviously uh, are oh, not having on Fred Smoot today, who I'm sure, you know, would have been on here to uh, revel in the team's success, obviously working the game last night. We don't know, right. again, what is going on with him. But I wonder, Morris, uh, really quickly, and obviously Clarence, mm-hmm. jump in here. What did you think of the call on Brandon Graham that is so controversial today on the morning talk shows relative to, you know, it helping to continue the commander's drive and go on to beat your team? Well, I don't listen. The quarterback gave himself up. I mean, you you, you can't touch him. Was it a little bit of flop on his behalf, on behalf? Yeah. Did Brandon try to pull up? You know, he didn't try to just go. You know, head first and try to you know try to try to hit him. So he tried to pull up. His momentum got the best of him. In addition to, um, in addition, to, I forgot the other, our other player who also was 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 holding him, who also touched him as well. It just happens. Like I said, it's a very little margin for error. When, you, when you're coming from behind, you don't have margin for error like that. You know, Clarence, it, how do you think Morris is, is handling this right now? He's doing well. I, I think you're wrong because I'm, 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 I was listening to him talking. I'm looking at the title of the show, Episode 16, Morris Loses. Why, why, is, it, why, why is that the title of the show? <laughs> you know, I'm like, why is that the title of the show? I didn't even show? know y'all could see that. very upset. Whenever we, whenever we debate she always loses, and, I, and I'm always winning. So her, her finally, she has a chance to say I mean, that I lost. I mean, that, that makes no sense. But, but, getting back, <laughs> but getting back to that game, let's talk about that call specifically because I got a couple of things yeah. about the game. Okay. Um, that was not the difference making call. It was the miss. It was the miss face match on the phone. Agree on yeah. Dallas a, Goddard. Yes, yeah. that was egregious. You know, I don't even if they get him off the field, they still have to go down and score. And I don't, I don't that was not the difference making call. Yes, it was a legitimate call. The quarterback gave himself up. He was right in his face. Stop. Why are you touching him? You know, yeah. you, you shouldn't put yourself in that position. So the one they should be talking about is the the Dallas Goddard no face call match today. They call. It's, it, and that's my problem with, with review. If, if it's about reviewing and getting the calls right, let's get all the calls right. And I, I know people don't want to, you can't review face making. If you're going to review whether his knee was down and that's part of the whole process and you see an egregious face mask, it's just ridiculous that you can't review that part of the play. So, Morris, are you concerned that your team got exposed as a whole moving forward or just certain weaknesses, lack of preparedness? Uh, You know, is this something that is that you're concerned with moving forward, especially when you see what's happening with the commanders? I saw people on social media talking about, oh, especially with I think who was it? Uh, Adam Schefter broke the news this morning that Chase Young is going to be activated, you know. That made a whole big difference for the commanders, and they didn't even have him for this yet. So are you concerned with any flip-flopping in the NFC East? What are you looking Listen, at, Clarence? I, Go ahead. Because I'm trying to figure out why you think the commanders are the one that's, oh, that's going to catch the Eagles I, and not the Giants and the Cowboys. things have happened. It's, 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 listen, so I, I still <laughs> believe that the NFC will come down to uh, no disrespect to the Giants, but I think it's going to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, mm. I just, I just, that's just my belief. Whether I'm right or not, who knows? But I just don't think I haven't really, you know, the Giants. The Giants are tricky. The Giants are tricky. They've won some games. They're playing very solid football right now. I just think within the division, I just think that uh, the Dallas 
Cowboys and the Eagles are going to prevail. It's going to be between the, the two of us. Washington is not there yet. They, they, you know, they played a great game yesterday. I think they played a little bit. You are know, you still over- not giving respect to Taylor Heineke? No, T- Taylor Heineke can be a very dangerous player. You know, yes. but it's it's. But here's the thing: when you're playing in the in it, when you're playing a game, and you're you you know you're playing uh, when you're playing for, um, with the lead. You know, you don't have that pressure on you. They played well. They they ran the ball. They kept running the ball. Ran play action. Listen, that second half, Taylor Heineke, you know, he regressed back to who he was. You know, uh-huh. we we kind of let him. We kind of let him off the hook. Yeah, they uh-huh. scored. They scored three points in the second half. Come on, the second half, exactly. Oh, Washington's oh, not going to so because Washington's because you have an inept offense in a in a half. That means you are suddenly regressing. You know, this no, sounds no, like no, how no no. no, no this no, sounds no, like no. how people used to talk about Gino when you're in this narrative when you don't have like this large listen, swath of listen, cases to listen, show, listen, and then listen. all of a sudden now you're surprised listen, when Gino is playing the way just, that he is. If the man me. can show you that he can get it done, then just it doesn't me. regress because okay. uh, there was a half a mistake. I, I, but, I got two points. Remember, I talk to you almost every day. Okay, yes. you were one of the people that said Seattle needed a quarterback in, in August. Okay, mm. even no, though no, no, was no, 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 that is correct. Okay, so, and I absolutely okay, stand by okay, that report. So, so, so the don't, people don't be sucking off Gino now, okay? <laughs> they, don't suck off Gino now. Secondly, anyways, Taylor Hineke played a great game. He is better than Carson Wentz. They I should agree. Not, they should have had him out there in the beginning. I agree. But let's not act like Taylor Hineke is is, is going to lead them. Hineke is going to lead them <laughs> to a division title. Let's be honest about this. Yes, he's better. Hmm. He's hmm. better than an awful Carson Wentz, okay? Hmm. But I agree. The thing that I took from that game, and, and let's, you know, the running back, Brian Robinson, for a guy who got shot. Yeah. Mm. Yep. To run so hard and be so shot multiple times. That's one thing that I took. I'm, I was just very impressed seeing him and understanding what he went through the, at the beginning of the season and to come back and, and, and play as physical as he has uh, and the way he did. You know, I just want to tip my hat to him because that, that was impressive to what he's gone through and, and where he's coming. And th- those are the things that you like. That's why I like doing stories. Mark, you know, I talked about last week when I was telling you, Morris, uh-huh. we root for stories. <laughs> that's I'll a see. great story. And that's a great story I would like to write about. I, I Listen, I like that. I, I like I like his story as well. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. To see the way he performed last night, running hard. Yes. Earning hard yards. Um, that's, that's a great. I'm glad to see. You know him be able to rebound from that 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 incident that he had. In addition to this, listen, I will say this about uh, the, the the Commanders: um, <laughs> they have talent on that team. You know, they have some talent. I do think that I don't think that long term that uh, Taylor Heineke is the is the guy. I still think they need to find the guy, but they do have talent on the football team. Well, you know, when you're considering your next best option, you always have to consider what is actually available in terms of options. And I don't know that there's a quarterback that would come out of college, you know, that would still be playing better than Heineke's playing right now. And if the commanders could afford having to wait for a transition of some quarterback getting ready, assuming that there's no veteran that ends up going there, uh, that would be of a good prospect. There's one in Ohio State, there's one in Alabama. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. And and they would come I, in and play better than Heineke is yes, right now. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. They would, they would, long term. They would give them a future. Yeah, Heineke, listen, he can fill in, but he has a ceiling. He has a very okay. low ceiling. 
Okay. Um, you know, you have uh, Bryce Young and the cat out of Ohio State. They have a very high ceiling. You know, you mix in. I mean, look at look at what now what they're doing um, with uh, the quarterback in Chicago. Right. Uh, you know, Hill. you got to yeah, give a chance to develop. It's, it's not about treading water. Heineken allows you to tread water. Exactly. It's, it's about it's about the quarterback who can be your franchise quarterback and That's possibly help you win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Heineke is not that quarterback. I'm sorry. All right, all right, all right. M- moving, moving on. I want to know if you all feel like after the Bills, who were six and three at the time, coming into that game against the uh, Vikings, who were seven and one at the time, uh, whether you feel like Josh Allen has lost MVP consideration relative to the fact that not only did he have two costly interceptions in the second half. But also, this is what Tony Dungy tweeted after that game. He said, quote, what is going on with the Bills in the second half of the last three games? Poor run defense, poor decision-making by Josh Allen and turnovers that have been outscored 43-12 to 12 in the second half the last three weeks. Is Josh Allen still an MVP consideration, and are you concerned about the Bills moving forward? Clarence, go. Okay, first of all, those two different issues. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Tyreek Hill, Tua. Let, let's put them at, at top of the in, in, at the top of the MVP list right now. Um, certainly. Wait, who was at the top of the MVP list? Patrick Mahomes. Uh huh. And who? I said Tua, uh-huh. and I said uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill. Okay. I mean, do you see the numbers oh, he's putting up? I'm not you, you, arguing you his data. I'm just processing your list, Clarence. It, 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 he, I mean, let's let's be honest about it. It's certainly Patrick. I mean, uh, uh, Josh Allen is taking a step back. So just if like, Tyreek Hill is on like, your list, is Justin Jefferson on your list? I'm just. Yes, you have to put Justin Jefferson on the list. Okay, I mean, they're going to go down. Offensive player of the year. I mean, it's going to be Tyreek Hill. It has it should be. He, he's certainly mm. the favorite for offensive player of the year. Just look, look at the historic numbers he's putting up. Mm. You know, and, and but you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You know, let's. let's Let's be honest about that. And Josh Allen, yeah, has taken a step back, just like Jalen Hurts took a step back last night. And Uh-oh. and 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 Gino was in the conversation, is taking a step back. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, we still have a long season to go. You know, there, there's a lot of football to be played. But yeah, there's something amiss with that Bills offense. There's something amiss with the Bills that we thought, I thought, was playing as well as any team in, in the NFL. Is something amiss with ago. the Bills offense, or something amiss with uh, Josh Allen? So I will say this. I will say this. I, I don't think that Jalen took a step back last night. I thought Jalen Hurts made some plays last night. Um, you know, he did throw an interception. I thought part of that interception, you know, he, he put it up there for his number one guy to go ahead and make a play. He didn't. Whatever happened to the ball, interception, cool. But I thought Jalen Hurts made a lot of great plays last night. The, the offense just wasn't clicking. There was a there was a critical third down where he threw the ball to um, – he threw the ball to um, – to our uh, to his number one receiver AJ Brown and he slipped. That would have been a conversion. He threw the ball to it would have been a game winning touchdown to Quez Watkins and Watkins <laughs> for some reason caught the ball fell to the ground. It's like yo, you just keep running in stride. You have a touchdown. That's a game winning lead. But I will say this about this is to to me the issue with Josh Allen is Brian Dayball. I don't think it's a coincidence that you had a quarterback for the Giants. Basically, they were on his way out. They did not extend them. Now he has his team playing 
Um, you know, he has his team only with two losses. They're seven and two. And then Josh Allen, in critical junctures of the games, the past two weeks are making these blunders. I think the, the difference people in New is- York might want to have a word with you and 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 enter in Saquon Barkley's name into that. Not saying that uh, Daniel Jones is is managing the game better and is not fumbling the ball, but but go ahead. I think Daniel Jones is is playing considerably considerably better this year mm-hmm. than he has since he's been in the league. And having a healthy Barkley plays a huge role in that. Of course, of course. A healthy run game is one of the quarterback's best friends. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I agree with you on that. But still, there's a lot of teams with help, healthy running backs. And they look at, I mean, I think, uh, look at what's happening in Cleveland. And you have Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. he has a healthy running back, one of the best running backs in the league, <laughs> in the opening games. Yeah, one of the few but, times that okay. I might say good point, Morris. One but, of the but, few. But, one of okay, the few. Okay, but 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 we're not. Brissett is a backup. Okay, he, he's not the quarter. He's he's Heineke light. Okay, he he's he's a right. placeholder. Okay, he's a placeholder. He's not going to be a difference maker. Uh, certainly, he's not a first round former first round pick and a guy that they consider to, to be. The franchise quarterback. The one thing I want to say about Hurts, real quick, is all the reason I said he take a step back is because the the main part of his case for MVP was the Eagles going undefeated, you know, over some other guys. That that was the biggest part of his case for 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 being MVP is, is with the Eagles being undefeated. Them not being undefeated, he takes a step back. That's that's the only thing I'm. Mm. Okay, I, I think I think that's a fair I think that's a fair statement. I think the problem with Jalen Hurts that it's it's hard for people to recognize. I believe that Jalen Hurts is one thing he's always been is a, is a true leader. And yes, his numbers have his, his 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 passing numbers have gone up with AJ Brown. But when you when you watch him play, he's not going to have the numbers. He may not be the passer that Mahomes or Josh Allen is, but as a leader he he is he is up there. And I I, I think that's a fair assessment that, you know, was riding on us uh, going undefeated. However, when I look at the team play and I watch Jalen Hurts play, and Josina will tell you, I wasn't even sure about Jalen Hurts going into this year. I, wasn't I was just about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I always, I, hey, I'll come on and admit, you know, when I'm wrong, and I think I was wrong about that. But one thing I love about Jalen when I'm watching him play now is his decision making. I mean, it's very rare um, that he's throwing the ball into traffic. Um, and that one, that one, uh, I thought it was a great play by the safety of Washington, uh, the one interception that he threw. But we normally don't have to worry about turnovers with Jalen Hurts, and I think that's huge. So the question is, Morris, is did yes. did Josh Allen fall back in your MVP consideration after that, or no? Yes or no? Oh, oh, without a doubt. Mm. He's thrown four. Red if he, zone, so if he, he's thrown four red zone interceptions in the past two games mm. um, at home. Uh, not only did he throw, I mean, the interceptions that he threw against the Vikings, I still don't know what he was looking at. I don't know what he was seeing. Where was he throwing the ball? In addition to that, he fumbled the ball at the goal line when they were trying to ice the game. Well, you know what? You cannot make. I wanted to say this about the Bills, and and Clarence, I don't know if you saw me tweeting this. Probably not. But, you know, one of the things that – this is a comment that I wanted to make about the Bills. One of the reasons why I felt like I knew that the Jets were going to win two weeks ago is because just in talking to sources from both teams, like I felt like the Bills uh, sounded more uptight 
in just worrying so much about the injury report and the gamesmanship with whether Tredavious White was going to play. And in talking to the Jets, they sounded looser. Then again, going into this game, a lot of talk about whether Josh Allen was going to play. And then obviously, Clarence, you know, you know, and you and I talked right behind the scenes, and I had reported that he was going to practice and all that other stuff. People said he wasn't, then he did, and blah blah blah. But the point is, is that leading all the way up to the game and leading all the way up until when inactives are announced. You know, people were saying, oh, you know, he was supposed to start and then he, but he wasn't out on the field like he normally does, warming up and all this other stuff. And I said it right before the game, and I think Mike Florio pointed it out too. Like, it's t- it feels like there was a, a little bit too much gamesmanship and worrying about, you know, messing up the preparation of the other team's plans. And how does this tie into the topic of this, you know, part of what we're talking about? Because we're talking about if uh, Josh Allen fell back in the MVP conversation. My point is, is that even though he felt like maybe he was good enough to play, it's the same injury that he had on the right elbow in the four games that he missed his rookie year what have you just the herky-jerky back and forth of dealing with the extra rehab that he normally doesn't have to deal with in the course of the week and some of this back and forth as you were talking about I don't know how he could throw this interception all of that sometimes can just you know make you a little bit more off skew with regards to how you see things how you're feeling or whatever and you know maybe he shouldn't have played well well I, I, I would I would say this okay so we take away the Minnesota game what happened the week before we're seeing it. We're now seeing a pattern to where he's throwing critical in- interceptions in the red zone. MVP, most MVP quarterbacks, except for someone maybe like Brett Favre, who's interception prone, would not continuously do that and cost your team games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the next topic here because some of y'all on this panel obviously have very, very strong opinions about Jeff Saturday and as you all both know and the person who was very def- you know in defense of uh, Jeff Saturday not here today however the Colts did go on to win Morrison Clarence okay. 25 I mean where you guys want to do it 25 okay. to 20 and um and I want to know Clarence what you thought about that fact me, that- I'm sorry can I just make a comment about that because yeah. I gotta go yeah make a comment yeah. so your question was about who Jeff uh, Saturday winning. Yep. It, it, it was Jeff. It was Jeff Sunday on Sunday. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not rooting against Jeff. Of course. Sunday. I'm not. I. But I will say this. A lot of the times you do get a bump from a firing of a coach. It happened with the Raiders last year. Um, the coach for um, the Carolina Panthers. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. You know, it's one game. One game in the NFL. But I, I'm sorry. I got to go, you guys. Yes. You guys. All right. Talk to y'all. Later, yes, Clarence. appreciate y'all. All That's right, good. Clarence. We'll finish this conversation out. Go ahead. I mean, tell Fred Smooth congratulations, but he has to understand nuance. It really wasn't about Jeff Saturday. Jeff mm-hmm. Saturday just represented the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the process. Mm-hmm. It was about the process, how they went about it, uh, how they did it, the fact that other people, certainly people of color, don't get those opportunities those are the things that we people rail against. And it's not just us. It's the, you know, Bill Cowher talked about it. It's a slap in the face to coaches. Yes, he won. Does that mean he's, it was the right decision? No, we still have a long way to go to make, you know, to talk about that. How they did it is still wrong. It still stinks. Whether win or lose, the process stinks. And that's what we're talking about. And again, and we, we talked about it off air. It also speaks to, the problems in, with the Vegas, with, with Vegas and, and the Raiders and, and Josh McDaniels and, and how that team has taken a huge step back from a, being a playoff team last year to this year. I mean, so, yeah, congratulations this Saturday. Again, no one's rooting against Jeff Saturday. By all accounts, 
He's a great guy with a great teammate, great leader, and all this stuff. The issue that anyone has with the with his hiring is the process. Yeah, well, I I still think that it, it we could end up being wrong, right? About whether it's a great decision. Um, from the standpoint, if he goes on to have success, I understand what you're pointing out about the process, but would you still admit Clarence as to whether you were surprised that he won? You know, a lot of people, the thing about it is, is that the Colts weren't a bad team. You know, you look at what they have on paper, the talent they have, uh, Frank Wright made some horrible decisions. Gordon, you know, go, you know, said, I'm a longhorn. There's no way he should have went to Sam Ellenberg quarterback. Okay. This is, this is the same team that beat the chiefs early in the season. You know, they were close to another. I mean, this was not a bad, this was not a floundering football team, you know, and, and which we could say the Raiders have been a floundering football team. This got blown out the week before. So, no, I'm not necessarily surprised because of who they, at, they, they were wanted, playing, who they were playing. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see again. This is not a one week, one game, you know, decision. And, and again, even if he becomes a good coach and they decide to keep him, the process is still wrong. The process still stinks. Well, I will say this about Jeff Saturday. I do think it was the right call that he went to Matt Ryan. Um, I didn't, even when Frank Reich did going that to Sam Ellinger, I didn't think that was, you know, the right it decision. It was not. Uh, you know, relative to, I understand Matt Ryan was throwing a lot of uh, interceptions and, you know, uh, throwing balls into the ground and things like that. Uh, but clearly uh, that helped to rejuvenate the team. And uh, sometimes you just need a new energy, which is, I guess, really quickly as we just wrap this up, this kind of the same question going into the Las Vegas Raiders, whether you think that they would benefit from a new energy or not. I know you and I were having conversations. I'm going to let you really quickly state your opinion on uh, Josh McDaniels. But keep in mind, uh, the team is two and seven, but six of seven of those losses have been by one score or less. Go really quickly. (laughs) Listen, you are what your record says you are. One score or less or not, they're not getting it done when it matters most. They're not getting it done in crunch time. They've had two horrible defeats the past two weeks. So they're trending down, trending down, trending back. Two horrible defeats. You know, they got blown out the week before, and then you lose to a coach team with a, with a, a, with a coach who just got out the booth. So, he, yeah, that was one score or okay, less. Okay, so let me but ask you. Let me, let, me, let me finish yeah, now. You, yeah, you lost to that team. Uh, so – I think he's on the list of coaches who should be one and done. If, if, if he doesn't get it turned around, there are a number of coaches. The, one the, and the, done. Yes, one and done. One he's and on the list. done. Do you he's know how many Super Bowl rings Josh McDaniels has? None is head coach. None is head coach. That he has in his. It don't thinking? matter. It don't matter. We we saw him in Denver. We're seeing him now. Is this your king? I think. Is this me, your let, king? This is this is not my king. Let me let me let me let me break a couple things down for you. First of all, if they had won that one, it was one game, and I'll, I'll try to pull it up here as we're talking, it, where it, 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 it didn't it didn't go their way early in the season. And I feel like if it had gone their way, they would have carried on the momentum. Sometimes you have these – I think it was the Broncos when they lost. It was it to the Broncos or what have you. But either way, you have some of these deflating losses, and then it just picks up on this energy of, ah, we just can't get it done, or, ah, you know, we're doomed, and, and all these other things. And 
I feel like uh, Clarence, if, if, and if I were to ask you, and you and I always talk as friends all the time, if I were to come to you and tell you on my job that for a six month stretch, I just continued to have bad luck. Things were not happening right to me. You know, the, the, the people were treating me bad. I had some mistakes on, you know, whatever, whatever. Clarence, would that take away from your opinion that I am a good journalist and deserve to be in the job? So how much do we attach circumstance to what we know is the DNA of a person relative to their football prowess? We don't. OK, first of all, you as a lead journalist, you have a history, you have a track record. Him as a head coach. I don't know that that track record is there. All I know is what I see. All I know is this is a bottom line business. He failed in Denver. He's failing now. He got another opportunity you know because he was said? around because he was around a great coach. Mm-hmm. And okay. we're seeing that Bill Belichick was the real reason for that success up there. He's a as a head coach. He's a failed head coach, right, wrong, and different. Okay, well, reasons, reasons are whatever. He's a failed. Okay. Let me tell you what somebody said to me. Just, you know, obviously you all know me inside. Let me just tell you what somebody said to me last week. And and I didn't put these comments out, you know, there or what have you to a certain degree. But the, the, the overall theme is that this person feels on the team that they don't have the leaders in the locker room that like to speak up and help corral. Uh, Josh McDaniels is not, that's not, if there's anything that's going to be not as much of his strong suit, it's it's that. And then you have Derek Carr, who's very passionate, but at times maybe a reluctant speaker in, in terms of impressions to other people. I'm not saying me, I'm not there, so I don't know. But And then Devontae Adams is new to the team. And then you kind of had that thing at the beginning of the year with him and the photographer that I don't know if it impacted his uh, his willingness to speak up at that time just because it was probably embarrassing and things like that. And you have what Max Crosby and certain you have certain people on the team, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro currently on IR. So I'm just saying, who is that voice on that team when you're going through adversity? And, I, and, and, and let me be the first to say this. I think that especially as athletes who are paid very well, you should not necessarily need a great motivator to pull yourself in mentally and to keep going. You know what I mean? And because you kind of feel like these players get into these sunken swallows of, oh, it's not going well for us. Like, I think overall, you should be mentally tougher regardless. That being said, I'm just pointing out the ratio of beta personalities versus alpha personality speakers versus non-speakers on that team. Listen, we've both been covering the league a long time. There are reasons. They're, they're, everybody has reasons and everybody has excuses. And, you know, this is a bottom line business. He's not getting it done. This was a playoff team last year. They've taken a huge step back. They've added talent. They added Devontae Allen to a playoff team and they're taking a huge step back. They're not even competitive right now. So would they have you know, had the amount of wins that they had last year if they didn't have that emotional swift from John Gruden to Rich Basaccia? Again, again, we're, we're, reasons. Everybody got reasons. There's I'm reason why it, everybody got reasons. We can talk about Cincinnati, how they started. You know, that's part of it. You know, the bottom line is he has been a failed head coach. You mm-hmm. cannot argue. You can talk about reasons. You can talk about emotions. You can talk about leadership. His record as a head coach so you would so, oh, okay. so, I said he's on the list of considerations, including Lovey Smith, including your boy in Denver. So who should be to. one and who should be one and done? Okay. So you're, so, so you're not so it's you're not other coaches. So you're not They're, definitive as to whether Josh McDaniels should be done. You're are you I mean, 
again, we're halfway through the season. They, okay. they have a chance okay. to turn around. Okay. Halfway through. I'm just saying, so you're not right calling now, for a Chad. No, you're but not right now, Clarence he's on Game that list. Thrones. Okay. He, he's on that list. He's on the list. Okay, well, just so you know, Mark, and, I, and I reported this last week that, you know, he was safe, but Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, did come out yesterday and say that Rome was not built in a day. And when he hired him, that at that time was his vote of confidence for and, Josh McDaniels. And, 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 and as Jerry Jones often says, who's one of Mark Davis's mentors, just because I said it don't make it so. And he's saying that today, if they continue this downward spiral, he may be saying something else at the end of the season. Okay, so lastly, if you are if you are Sean Payton, uh, what team would you be? Uh, what quarterback team combo, as of the way things stand right now, would you be trying to go to? Is there a quarterback team combo that's open? That's potentially open. I mean, it's. I mean, if if you're Sean Payton and you make yourself available, <laughs> I'm sure there are teams that hey, don't listen. even have. Pending listen, vacancies that listen. will consider Sean Payton. Okay, and it's something we haven't talked about. The charging with Brandon Staley. He, he, he he's a guy who, who who could potentially be gone. You know, based on the charges, and you got a quarterback there. If you, if you want to say a team that, that potentially could move off their coach, and they have a quarterback in place, there it is. Okay. Well, listen, we appreciate uh, Clarence, you coming on and uh, representing the uh, Cowboys in this NFC's discussion, especially after two of the teams in the division had their clash on Monday Night Football. Surprisingly, the commanders beating Morris Chestnut's Philadelphia Eagles 32 to 21. And uh, for you to come on and acknowledge your comments about Jeff Saturday to our listeners and, and putting that straight, especially after, you know, some cake is in some of y'all's faces with regards to the fact that the that the Colts the Colts did win with Jeff Saturday. After all that emotion and after all that between you, Fred Smoot and, and, and Morris Chestnut last week. No, no cakes in my face. It no was cakes bad, in your it, face. It was, it was a horrible process. And and, 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 and and by the way, before we go, uh, Nick Hamilton, who we'll have on this show as a serious uh, uh, host, serious radio host in, in the Bay Area, came on and, and called you a legend. And I just want to make sure I took all that glow off of you before you come <laughs> off of here and your mega sci-fi colors that, you know, he was just referring to the fact that you're old, not that you're, you know, some pure right. surprise no. winning reporter. <laughs> no, exactly. He said I was good for the culture. He appreciated me for the culture. Yes, it is Founders Week for Omega Sci Five. We got Founders Day on Thursday, so root to the brothers. For Morris Chestnut, I'm Josina Anderson. Thank you, Clarence. We are out. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.